Please note, the conversations had and the advice given in this podcast should not be considered a replacement for therapy. Welcome to Wine, Dine, and 69, a podcast about dating, relationships, and sex. I'm Rachel Dalton, and here with me is my co-host, Anna Lovelace. Hello. Welcome welcome to the podcast. Another week. Still yeah. here somehow. Still here somehow. So, um, some things are happening, well, in the world, as you know, uh, but in particular in Philadelphia, and, you know, Rachel and I had talked about... It didn't really feel right to just kind of be like, let's talk about sex and relationships right now. Um, I think for both of us, it was important to kind of do a podcast related to the the current like situations in, in Philadelphia in particular and, you know, across the country of just kind of having a space to talk about that and having a space of like, how are we checking in with ourselves? How are we taking care of ourselves and, and things like that? Yeah. And uh, it's worth mentioning, you know, that we are recording this exactly a week before the election, the 2020 election. Um, And so when you're listening to this, we may or may not have answers. And uh, like Anna, you were saying before we hit record, like things already are really hard and there's a lot of unrest and a lot of pain. And just I'm feeling so much, you know, I'm just feeling so much, I guess. Um, And so I think that it's not a bad idea, you know, because this is going to come out right after the election, um, you know, to just discuss that as as you mentioned. Yeah, kind of like create some space for all the things. Um, You know, I myself am going to, uh, you know what, actually, I'm not going to say that because then I could probably be they'll they're gonna find me and question me never mind i'm not going anywhere tonight forget it um you are going to go get indian food for dinner (laughs) sure yep exactly (laughs) um but yeah i think it's important to also for me uh to to mention like walter wallace's death Mm -hmm. um murder i guess you would say uh shooting so i kind of want to just mention that and give a nod to that And, and those of you who are in philadelphia and already know um but also those of you who or in, uh, it kind of feels like neighboring states don't actually know what has happened yet. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom in Michigan texted me this morning. Right. And knew before I, I someone, did, which was kind of bizarre, but... Yeah, I had someone from Tennessee text me. Uh, so I know some people do, but there's been a lack of kind of uh, as strong as a as following in post as, mm-hmm. you know, um, other, other Black individuals who have lost their lives and uh, been murdered. So... I think that I'd like to just kind of like yeah, very much say his name and be very outward about it of this is something that's not okay and uh, no matter the circumstances. So so just going publicly and saying that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I really do want to try and be as like less political or whatever it is. I mean, for me, like, because I am queer, uh, my life is political and it has to be. Um, of course. The other thing is, you know, the election. So me also being queer, um, I'm very frightened. And mm-hmm. uh, me being from Florida, all my family is uh, Trump supporters. So I think 
not only do I hope that this episode helps you all, but I think this episode will be um, hopefully helpful for me to kind of talk about those things and, and list what I've been doing. Um, and hopefully Rachel will also list what she's been doing. And Yeah, I, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and get some, maybe some mail about what you all will be doing, especially post-election, depending on what happens. We may not know. Um, yeah, we may not know by the time that you're hearing this. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I um, feel as though I... I'm I'm struggling with similar things and also, you know, some some different things. I a couple of weeks ago went up to Bucks County to visit uh my partner's parents and it was like the day that there was like a Trump caravan. Mm. It was very upsetting. Um Yeah, it was very upsetting and uh I <laughs> needed to have a couple of shots after I came back to the city. Uh, it, it freaked me out. It really freaked me out. I'm, you know, you're from Florida. Uh, you know, I'm from a liberal bubble in Michigan. And then I went to school in Metro Detroit, um, which some of it, those areas are more red, but uh, some are blue. And, you know, then I moved to Philly. And right. so I feel like I've been in a liberal bubble my entire life. So to see that was really jarring for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you have uh, Amy Cohen and Barrett being mm. confirmed to the Supreme Court, um, which is just really painful. And, you know, as someone who has a uterus and, you know, is actively having sex, um, you know, I'm, I'm privileged enough that, uh, you know, I, I have insurance that pays for my contraception, but there are many people who don't. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's been really scary too. I've been contemplating if I need to get an IUD. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then getting this news today, you know, uh, when I woke up, it's it's sad and it's exhausting and you just don't want to fight anymore. Yeah. But you know that, like, and this is what I would say. So I was having a conversation with some people today and I just kind of realized I was like, I am not in the mental space to be able to have this conversation. Um, yeah. And what I would encourage people, I just had to like bow out kind of and say, ooh, like I'm actually not in the place for this right now. Um, you have to, it's what, what did we say before? You have to fill up your cup. Right. First. And... I'm just in this place right now where I know that I need to work on taking care of myself so that I can help out, you know, um, as time goes on. Because the shit isn't ending anytime soon. Even if, you know, Biden gets elected, it's not going to end anytime soon. It might get sure. easier or better, but, like, that doesn't mean that we stop fighting. And I would definitely tell people that uh, if Biden gets elected – absolutely don't stop fighting because uh we're gonna need to push him on certain things too oh, yeah i fully agree with that um if anything what i what what i will get you know as someone who's queer is a literal breath of like mm -hmm. okay at least i know my rights won't be immediately taken away right and now right. i have to continue to work and make things better for everyone else um yep but yeah, I fully agree, right? No matter what happens, there's going to be continued 
uh, fighting. And, and I hope I better. that's been, you know, I have some um, friends who uh, are part of the Philadelphia DSA. And um, though I don't identify as socialist, you know, uh, I, I, we have many interesting conversations um, right. about politics. Mm-hmm. And uh, their biggest concern right now is that like that the world will just if Biden gets elected, like, be like, right. oh, okay, we're safe. Yeah. And if anything, the what I've learned from the Trump presidency is the best time to push for change isn't when your side is in power. Isn't when your side isn't in power. Right. It's when your side is in power. Right. Um. So I mean, yeah, I'm definitely at this point right now where I'm taking a collective timeout. Um. Just because I know that I'm not in a place where I can give at at all. Uh. But you know. Yeah. As as time goes by, and I think that it'll be probably post election, regardless of the result. Uh, where I'm going to be ready to start making some moves, making some calls, et cetera. Yeah. You know, um, right now I'm in, it's very interesting um, because I'm not in the best scenario, um, you know, with my family due to the circumstances um, and due to my like very warranted fears and anyone else in the community's warranted fears, uh, those in minority communities warranted fears um and i think it is uh for a lot of people this was something i was talking about with a friend the other day of maybe these positions uh these thoughts these differences would have never been so clear if it were not for this particular election uh, and the last Uh one as well i agree um you know and i was like damn if only i didn't have to know that you know, my family and a lot of people, and, and, and I, for a lot of people, when I say this, they have this like immediate gut reaction of like, oh, that's not fair. Um, but you do have to realize the position that a lot of us are in of, you know, I, my family and a lot of people around me are choosing, um, a lot of them financial benefit over my rights. And that's something that is entirely upsetting (laughs) entirely upsetting and uh, I have been talking with my own therapist I've been talking with my friends up here who are who are also queer not queer people who are supporting me and I would very much encourage pretty much every single minority population to be doing the same Mm -hmm. um, and, and seeking spaces where you feel heard and you feel validated and you feel safe and you feel that you have um even if it's one person that sort of family backing because I find that to be incredibly important because to be isolated during this time on top of everything else is really scary yeah it is and uh you know we had this I I won't get into like the specifics of it but we had a really interesting conversation on no avatars allowed uh last week about kind of this uh, maybe it wasn't even on the air maybe it was sometimes we like stop recording and then we continue having a conversation (laughs) Um, but it was just this like us versus them mentality mm-hmm. um, and how tough that is right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely, you know, for me, I'm in an interesting position because um, within cancel culture, I, you know, I can't cancel my family. I can't do it. Like, I can't do it as a human being. I'm not, I don't have 
the community. I don't have the funds. Like I can't do it. Right. So for a lot of people, that's a viable option. And then for a lot of us, we're kind of those of us who are stuck in the middle who have to like force, like forced to hear positions that, yeah, quite literally make us very upset. It's kind of, um, it does feel us over them because unfortunately what has happened is the Republican party, um, has very much detailed uh, uh, detailed and outlined in their GOP 2000, uh, 2020 platform that they think LGBTQ individuals are less than. Mm-hmm. And like the only, and, and that's one of the biggest, right? There's a ton of other reasons, but, and I'm just, you know, in particular focusing on this because I've just been talking about it a lot and I've had to do a lot of research for my family. Um, Which sounds exhausting. <laughs> yes. It's something, something else. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of us don't feel in the position, like, it, it has to be us or them. Like, it has to be either you are with me and you're acknowledging that my rights are going to be taken away, or you're, you are voting against me. And, and who the, what the fuck? Like, I don't want that. That feels awful. And I was talking to someone close to me who, and, you know, I, I know a lot of people have opinions on people who don't want to vote right now, which is fair enough. Yeah, um, I have some pretty strong feelings, but we won't go into oh, that. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, and you know, my personal beliefs are my personal beliefs as well. Like, um, but I was talking to this person and which was super cool to hear them like learn and be like, actually, you know what? I am gonna vote for Biden and like thank you for taking the time to explain this to me. Like, if you have the mental capacity, get out there yeah. and do it. If not, like very much take care of yourself and, and Yeah. You know, I think the problem is so many people are worn the fuck out. I mean, maybe maybe you have like a because you're a therapist. I wonder if you just have this like I don't know, like an extra tank of gas like <laughs> in in the back of your car, you know, that just like allows you if you I don't know, if your just tolerance is higher than other people's. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I for me, I don't I'm a very empathetic person, but I find that my I, my tank gets worn out really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, so it, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but here and it's funny because I have a lot of people around me who do even more. Right. So it's not it's doing your best not to compare yourself to others, but doing what you feasibly can. Right. When mm-hmm. I can't do the things in person and I can't be out there and I can't be you know, disseminating research and facts, uh, or, you know, convincing people to vote. I, I definitely say no to things and I say no to public things. And then I'll do, um, when I have the means, I'll, I'll fund things, you know, I'll, I'll give to organizations. I'll give I to am very, people. very much the same way. Right. Um, especially I felt really guilty because, um, during, you know, coronavirus times, I, personally have not been comfortable going out protesting um and i have my own reasons for it part of them is because i'm a paranoid motherfucker part of it is obsessive compulsive disorder that goes along with that and just Mm -hmm. uh i mean my in coronavirus my cleanliness my my hygiene the way that I it's be it's become a part of my obsessive compulsive and I don't say obsessive compulsive in in this way of like I 
I like things to be a certain way, although that is true. You know, I've been diagnosed with OCD since I was young. So anyway, like my relationship with germs is just really anxiety producing right now. Um, It's gotten better over time, but in the beginning, every time that I even left my apartment, even if it was to get like a package, um, I would come in and take a shower and like scrub my entire self down. Um, But yeah, so I think like there are certain reasons why I don't feel comfortable protesting. Another one, um, listeners may or may not know this, my mom has uh, uh, stage four lung cancer. And so uh, she is extremely high risk. And though I won't be seeing her again i mean in the, i was gonna i was going to see her in july which is why i wasn't protesting after george floyd mm-hmm. but in this case you know i know i'm gonna be seeing her for christmas and there's just part of me that is so so nervous to even put myself in any situation um but all of that being said a way that i have found to be able to do something is through um giving financially that's right. something that i've i felt i can do um pretty well i have done some posting on social media but i kind of realized after a certain point that i was just screaming into an echo chamber yeah yeah but i think that's an important thing to recognize of like you don't need to put your energy there because exactly those people are are, they're posting the same things for me on on facebook particularly i have a large (laughs) kind of audience of people who don't know these things people who don't understand people who Right, like where my efforts might be a little be heard. bit more exactly, sure, yeah. or made fun of at family events, you know, whatever, whatever comes of that. You know what? As long as you're speaking your truth, that's what matters. You know, oh, yeah. it's funny. I have in my room. Um, I, it just occurred to me looking at this. I, I look at it every day. It's uh, on top of my bookshelf, um, which is across from my bed where I am recording currently. <laughs> which it, under my new weighted blanket, which I have to say is a great anxiety reliever. So yeah. that's one of my recommendations is get yourself a weighted blanket if you <laughs> have the means to. Um, but I am looking at the sign that I made to go to the Women's March in Washington, D.C., which, of course, you know, I don't uh, there. Pl- it's very problematic that they call it that in the first place. But like, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, but yes, I'm looking at the sign that I made for when I went to that event. Um, and it just, just really hit me and made me really sad. Yeah. How much we've regressed. (laughs) Yeah. Not even stayed the same, but like actively regressed. Right. And I think a lot of people, um, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to like speak for anyone other than the, the, the things that I've seen in my own family of, you know, there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of believing just the news you watch. Um, there's a lot of ignorance. There's a lot of not doing research. Um, but a lot of people don't know like actual policies, actual things that have been rolled back that we are moving, we are moving backwards for a lot of populations. Yeah, we really are. Uh, it's yes, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately so. Um, and I will certainly put in the um in our in our little comments or my, the little description 
uh, the link to see all those things. Yes. Yeah, go ahead and forward that to me and I'll, I'll be sure to link it. Uh, yeah. And just so people know, when we say the episode notes, uh, there's a link at the bottom of the like description of the podcast that takes you to our website where those episode notes are, just in case um, you were wondering, like, why aren't they listed right, you know, underneath the description of the podcast? Uh, just click that little link. Yes. Um, but, you know, we even discussed a while back getting together like a list of resources together so maybe now is a good time to start that just yeah. like a google doc that we can link um with different organizations uh yeah. helplines you know, information mm-hmm. all all of the above <laughs> mental health like you know right. um politically like what what have you so yeah, yeah well i mean all of that being said like what have you been doing like things have been <laughs> rough <laughs> since <laughs> Yeah, should we talk about coping skills? Should we talk about me? Uh, <laughs> what coping skills? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what? So you found out about the shooting um, yesterday. Yes. Early this morning, I guess. Yes. Yes. And um, were things like kind of stressful before that? Like, were you, I mean, I'm sure they were because, you know, the election, the Amy Kona Barrett stuff going on, just the overwhelming amount of anxiety with everything happening um oh yeah i mean it is it is it is a very interesting position to be in as a therapist during this time when we have a lot of shared i have a lot of shared anxiety with my clients um and it's been there yeah it's been there for a while um you know and, and of course this has probably only escalated it but honestly today i'm not even i'm in like um the zone where something upsetting has happened and it doesn't even feel real and you're just doing mm-hmm. actions. I'm in that space. Haven't even thought about it, just doing the things that where I'm like, Going I need to do emotions. this, have to do mm-hmm. this, yeah. Gotta go do this thing. Have to be yeah. present for these people. Um, well, you know, I mean, I think that's a coping skill in and of itself, though. Like, that's oh. what I do much of the time. Yeah, for sure. And I think for a lot of us, it's kind of like the only thing in our brain right now that that we can do. So mm-hmm. we're, today is a particularly sp- special day for my feelings, anxiety, emotions, um, because something so recent and upsetting has happened in the community. Um, but before that, I would say anxiety was, was yeah, there often. Um, I would say there were, there are a couple times where someone invited me to like a COVID friendly, like outdoor fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm friends with a lot of people who are, yeah, I guess I'll say socialists, <laughs> really, <laughs> communists, whatever. Um, I'm friends with a lot of people who are left. And I know sometimes that hanging out with those people means talking about the election, talking about politics. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking think about my family and I need to take a break and I need to take a step back and I need to just take care of myself. So for me, a lot of times taking care of myself means knowing when I need to say no. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And set boundaries around, you know, events and like events where I know the topic is going to be upsetting for me. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah. And then I stayed home and I cried, you know, that's also Mm -hmm. super, Mm -hmm. super healing. Um, Sometimes you have to. Um, But throughout that, like, there are a million, probably there are a million different coping skills, at least, at least I'm doing like, 
five to 20 coping skills a day without probably cognizantly being aware of them. I And I think that's the thing too, is like discussing coping skills is so weird because at a certain point, once you, I mean, we've been through through four years of Trump, coping skills just kind of feel like going through the motions at this right. point, I, I think. Like you just kind of are like, I, all right, what are we doing? And hopefully, I mean, you've said before and, um, you know, I don't disagree with this, that like there are very few wrong ways to cope. There are some that are <laughs> not very healthy, um, you know, like sure. a lot of like intense drug use um, or sure. alcohol dependency, uh, which I guess is like something that I wouldn't mind touching on is just like you need to do what you need to do. But I have definitely found myself in the past month or so having to consider before I have a drink you know I usually don't drink um like during the week sometimes I'll have like a drink like uh I'll usually have a drink when we record actually just because like it just kind of makes it feel a little more social and like we're maybe in the same room instead of (laughs) you know like over the airwaves um but uh I I have definitely found myself having to think about that impulse a lot more. And, you know, uh, I have a history of addiction on both sides of my family. My uncle actually died uh, three years ago, like this week, um, at age Mm. 50 uh, from from alcohol addiction. Uh, And I, I miss you terribly, Uncle Terry. Um, you know, but because of that background, I have had to start thinking about that. And I've encouraged my loved ones to think about it too, you know. Yeah. So frequently people make a joke like, oh, I need a drink or oh, I do this. And, you know, I just – I have this little warning bell that goes off in my brain that's like, mm-hmm. okay, Rachel, like are we doing this to self-soothe or are we doing this – you know what I mean? And I, I go from there. Um yeah. So I I want to encourage people because I do think that is a coping mechanism that people can go to and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's understandable, but I would also uh, ask people to consider to like maybe go through some of those thought exercises before making that decision. Have an awareness. That's that's the thing of like um, alcoholism in my family as well. Um, So for me, I've always had to be aware of it as well I mean I'm not going to say always because it wasn't always where I'm at today um but yeah I asked those questions of like what is this for mm-hmm. right and there are those moments where you're like it's so I don't have to think about the things anymore mm-hmm. and as long as you sit and you know that and you're like okay I'm going to have a drink because of this and and I just want to leave my brain for a moment like there is it, it, I'm hard pressed to say anything is right or wrong at the moment <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I think that's just just something to be aware of as you right. as you move through, um, you know. And if if you do the if you do the mental exercise and you think about it, and you're like, nope, I still feel like I want this. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you don't need it, you know, but right. uh, you still feel like you want it, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you you did that mental exercise, and you know, uh, like you're aware that you might be doing this to self soothe um, in this instance. And, you know, hopefully that's not the way that you choose to self soothe every time, but correct. Yes. Um, having some yes, other coping so, skills is important. Definitely. So I just wanted to like do that aside just because, um, 
I, I've been thinking about my uncle a lot recently uh, yeah. and, you know, with the election going on and everything. Oh, wait, no, four years ago, not three. No, nope, three, three, <laughs> three. Yeah, it's three. Yeah. I think. Yeah, three. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I've just been thinking a lot about that, um, about my, you know, relationship with alcohol. And um, yeah, uh, I I encourage other people just to do little check-ins like that. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I, I, so now, so personally, I really don't um, drink. Uh for, for like several reasons but it's just like not super part of my uh coping toolbox um like i said if it is it's being aware but i feel like something else i've been doing is uh talking to my therapist <laughs> i have also been doing that <laughs> yeah and it is bizarre to be a therapist in this time and i think sometimes when i talk to my therapist or i talk to my own clients it's, we're both kind of sitting there like this is shit like this sucks and then you know depending on the relationship or whatever it is you just talk about like how can I sustainably and healthily to the best of my ability get through these experiences yeah so definitely. therapy is a good is a good skill therapy I mean and we've we've said it from the beginning therapy is the most important gift that you can give to yourself correct ultimately yeah. so um i mean that's something i've definitely been doing to cope too i've also been doing um in addition i actually shifted a little bit from like workouts which i'm still doing a little bit of but like i've just my heart hasn't felt in it and i'm just like i need to do yoga like yeah. i need to and even like to the point where i was doing yoga at like 11 30 at night like right before I was planning on going to bed and I like wanted to cry I just felt so connected and centered and like just I was able to self-soothe in this way of just like it's going to be okay like it's yeah. going to be okay and I think that that like inner faith um and that connectedness to yourself like is just a coping my and I've been writing a lot too you know I journal so yeah I've just been doing a lot of things that make me feel connected to me um, yeah. because that reminds me that I have the ability to withstand anything. Right. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, yeah. So that putting that also a big one for me of like exercising being mm -hmm. in my body. Yeah. Emphasis on like, if you're taking care of yourself, then you're going to feel like you have the power to handle whatever life throws at you. Mm hmm. So, I mean, it's silly, but, like, you know, people always are like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to go home and, like, do a face face mask and, like, you know, whatever. Like, but, like, serious. Like, if it makes me feel good. And, yeah, I just uh, – if you, the more you take care of this yourself and the more you feel centered in who you are, like, that for me is, like, I think my biggest coping skill. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say there – I mean, right. Like I said, I feel like there's a thousand that I'm doing – all the friggin' time. Um, but I think another large thing that I've been doing, um, and I think this is especially something to, like, I want to remind everyone of this, of like, now is not the time to be harsh. Agreed. Yourself. Uh-huh. Specifically those populations that are affected directly by the things that are happening. Um, 
right? So there are going to be days where you're like, I cannot move out of bed. And then to beat yourself up is not going to be a helpful solution for, for literally anyone, if, if that's someone with a depression as well. Um, it is never the thing to do that, okay, you know what, I hopefully want to feel better eventually. Let me just shame myself, right? Like right. knowing that right now you deserve to be kind to yourself and you deserve to be tender with yourself and, and, and gentle. Yeah, because at, again, at the end of the day, like – I don't want to say you're no good because that's just like solidifying negative thoughts that one might have about themselves. But you know what I mean? Like you, you are better use when you are full. Yes. Yes. Um, When you are feeling good about yourself and your energy levels are as high as possible, that's when you're going to make the most impact and do the most work. Yeah. And I think, you know, and this is something to remind Uh, those of us who are not in that kind of minority status, and I'm including myself in this, um, that we have to strike a balance, you know, for those of us who want to be helpful, we have to strike that balance between, I feel okay enough to do the thing, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and know kind of your limits and know where you can push yourself as well, right? It's gotta be a balance always. Um, Definitely. I think that's something that's felt really difficult for me recently is, Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like there's been like a fair amount of social media shaming Um, and that's been really difficult for me because I just want to say like just because you're not seeing it doesn't mean I'm not doing anything you know Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but just uh, again like having having knowing having faith in yourself and knowing like what you were doing and striking that balance between this is what I'm doing to help and like this is where I have to cut like turn off the news, put my phone on airplane mode and take care of myself. Yeah. And I think that, you know, always remembering, like if you're seeing people call people out, if you're seeing some maybe harsher than usual things that you're not used to, it's knowing that if you know you're doing good, just have the faith in yourself and then like mm-hmm. keep it moving, keep it helping. And like, you know, there are people who are not doing that and maybe need to hear those messages. And it is okay to hear them, see them, have that initial reaction, be like, what the hell? And then be like, okay, it's fine. Like, I think I'm... that's another thing is that initial reaction. Allow right. yourself to have that. Yeah. You know, a lot of us um, continue to unlearn, continue to need to unlearn, continue to need to educate ourselves. And, you know, the expectation, I don't think for anyone is to go from, you know being racist to like a perfect human being like it doesn't exist no and i mean the beauty is that you do learn along the way right as long as you're open to feedback and sometimes that does look like a call in or a call out and like say sorry do better move on right like Mm -hmm. it is okay to get called out you are actively trying to learn as long as you make it known that this will be something that won't happen again, or this will be something that I learned from. So a lot of, like, I would say compassion goes along with yourself of, like, allow yourself to make a mistake. Like, yep. you know, think about what you're doing. Of course, that's the first off. Like, do some research. Um, but, you know, we're going to make mistakes. We are human beings. Yeah, and you know what the beauty of, um, like... <sighs> I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, not because it's difficult to phrase, but because I'm trying to remember a quote and I know I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> um, but it's something along the lines of like, you are not 
truly human if you're not changing and learning and growing. Right. So like I see this a lot too where people like politically like shit on people's beliefs from however long ago and it's like, well, like hopefully they've learned and changed. If they, you know, haven't, then that'll become clear. But right. um I I want I want people to learn and to grow and I want to learn and to grow. I mean, that's why half the books on my bookshelf are, you know, self-improvement, self-love books. Um yeah, like I change is good. Change is wonderful. Yes. Um and I mean that's one of the things that we talked about really early with this podcast is how we want to be open to learning new things. We don't just want this to be us shouting into the void, you know, about how we feel about things. Um right. so I think that's and I mean that's actually like the like overall ethos of All Ports Open Network. Um it goes along with that. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I I think that taking care of yourself, though, um, is a very important step on that on that road to change. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, this will this will ring for some of you. I think this will be a statement that w- like people will get or not get at all but I'm going to say it and not explain it of, (laughs) you know, I'm from Florida. I had to do a lot, a lot of unlearning. I was not from a space, uh, you know, the area in Florida I'm from is essentially the South. Like it was Mm -hmm. not good. My education was not great. Um, And there was a lot of unlearning and, and relearning and becoming a better person and social worker. Um, that has been needed and necessary and, you know, something that has changed my life and hopefully the lives of the the people I work with so much for the better. Yeah. And you're allowed to, here's the thing. You can't spend so much time being like, oh God, I'm a bad person because it's a waste of time, right? It is absolutely a waste of time. Sit there, call yourself a bad person, be like, all right, what am I going to do about it? And Mm -hmm. then move on. And do better. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, and I, I'm like that too. I've had to tell my partner, I'm like, sometimes I get very mopey and like in my feelings. Mm-hmm. And he goes like, okay, Rachel, but what are, like, what what can we learn from this? What do you have control over? Like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I just tell him, I'm like, hun, I need to feel this for like an hour. Yeah, give me, a, once, give me a moment. <laughs> once once I've felt it, I'll be ready to take those suggestions that you have. Right. But I I need to – and my mom actually was the person who said, who like identified this trait of mine. She was like, you need to feel things really intensely mm-hmm. for a period of time after something happens. And then like as soon as you felt that feeling, you jump right into like whatever action you can. Yeah. So I think that this is a complicated – thing but I mean we all deserve the right to have uh, to feel our emotion is 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 valid for us you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying like it doesn't have to be for anyone else but okay I'm feeling this feeling I need to feel this feeling and then I will be able to move forward um barring I think a couple of people or situations but I think sometimes as we are growing, we're going to feel things that are, you know, 
based in an oppressive system where um, white people are the oppressor and we're going to feel like, oh God, that's me. But as long as we, you know, give yourself the time and then, and then make the changes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Feel, feel it's, and this was one of the best things I, I learned in therapy, I think, is that feel the feeling. Don't react on that feeling right away, but feel the feeling. Sure. Uh, process that feeling. Right. Figure out why you're feeling that feeling. Explore why you're feeling that feeling. Um, and then once you've done all that work of figuring out the background behind that initial reaction or that initial feeling, mm-hmm. then you can take an action. Yeah. We have to accept. We have to understand to be able to move forward. Um just kind of how it works (laughs) but yeah so I feel like I want to like what have we said so far what have we said so far we've said therapy we've said therapy um, Uh, movement like mm -hmm. exercise yoga walking whatever that looks like um focus on routine routine yeah yeah things Mm -hmm. that we can control day to day um having a support network having friends having um you know, peer-led groups, like whatever it is, having a small or mm-hmm. large network um, that makes you feel valued and supported. Um, and it's just like overall like self-care, being gentle with yourself, right. allowing yourself to feel the feelings. Yes. Yes. And take and- action where you can. I mean, right. that's a good way to feel control is to take action where you can, whether that means giving financially, you know, going out to a protest, um, you know, making calls. I I know that I've, I've seen a lot of people getting pissed off at the number of text messages that they're getting from people asking if they voted yet. Mm. I am so pleased every time that I get one. I, 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 I'm very, I am so happy and I'm always like, hi, Justin, like, thanks so much for all the volunteer work that you're doing. I've already voted and don't worry, I've already reminded seven people to do so too. Like, I mean, like, I know that a lot of people are annoyed by it, but oh my gosh, I respond like enthusiastically every time. Like those people are wonderful for putting themselves out there, um, in that way. And honestly, it's people from other States that are doing the work to contact, um, people in the, in the states that are more battleground that um are like doing so much of the work so yeah i'll be um i'll be canvassing on election day so <laughs> wow there you go <laughs> up until the mi- last minute yeah um but yeah like do what you can and making sure you're not burning out um is super important and also i think this is really important to mention because i think a lot of my clients have been kind of expressing this feeling of you know and and I recognize this as well and I believe this as well like macro change systemic change that's the thing that we desperately need that's the thing that is going to help a lot right tearing down these systems and figuring out something that's going to work better and unfortunately that is not as quick as I think we would like it to be yeah that's the Um, thing yeah, and that's and that sucks, all right? And we'll and keep fighting, you know. I don't want to discourage anyone from, you know, looking for that policy change, looking for that macro change, right? We're all out there yelling for it and needing it. But in the meantime, I do want to validate small acts are still powerful. So important. Still powerful, right? Because I've seen a lot of people kind of being like, 
well, your efforts aren't worth shit if we're not getting big change. And I'm just kind of like, that's not incorrect. True. <laughs> incorrect, right? Like, uh, yeah, I, I have issues with that. Uh, yeah. With that mindset. Um, I, I simply do not believe it to be true. I mean, I look at, you know, uh, the small steps that were taken, um, you know, in 90s with like, don't ask, don't tell. That was like the smallest sliver of like a step towards, you know, and then things moving forward. And then in uh, 2015, we had the um, Ogden case. What was that? What was the full title of it? Anyway, marriage equality. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, those things happened slowly and too slowly. Um, right. And right. you had a lot of pain and a lot of um, grief, you know, in the 80s throughout that process. Uh, but we did get there, um, sure. you know. Uh, it took much longer than I would have liked personally, um, much longer than I think many of us would have liked, but it did happen. And there is something to be said for that. Um, even if it wasn't as quick as we would have liked. Yeah. And and that's the thing I like, unfortunately, sometimes all of the strife, all, you know, like if you look at all of like, you know, Stonewall riots, like. Mm-hmm. there's there's years of terrible things happening right and then there are these big big events like we've been having here right um and hopefully something comes of these things because there's so much pain happening it's and it is like very evident so we want to hope for macro change we want to push for macro change we want to talk about policies that make more sense we want to we want to make sure the demands that we're putting out there are very clear and and you know things that can be changed um, and also, pop on a reparation thread. <laughs> Check in on your friends. Yeah. Um, you know, those small day-to-day actions are worth something. Like, kindness is worth something. Um, or, you know, because if these small actions didn't happen, there would be, you know, these macro things wouldn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we didn't see anything wrong with the small things, day-to-day things these macro things exactly right <laughs> exactly no and it's almost like the like small micro changes that we see act as like a hope and something that like pushes you forward right more and more so like it, you know i definitely have felt like when things feel really down and low and then some micro event happens it just it's enough to make me keep going you know right right it's kind of like when you're crossing shit off a to-do list right you did the one thing so now you have more power and more energy to do the rest. Absolutely. So that's, yeah. that's a big thing. And I do feel like a lot of my clients struggle with that. Um, Understandably. I mean, it's, it's hard. <sighs> I think it's especially hard when we're seeing the result of both micro and macro change that we worked so hard for starting to potentially be dismantled. Yes. That is very frightening yes. and difficult and it, it frustrating. Like, of course, you know, it, we're, we're watching Amy Cohn and Barrett get uh, nominated to the Supreme Court. And we're right. like, we worked so hard for Roe v. Wade and we worked so hard for marriage equality. And now this woman might just come and like undo it. Right. This woman is a demon. Like, what the fuck? How is know? she like this? How did, who did this? Why? So I think that I, that's understandably frustrating. You know, we worked so hard for these changes. We worked, I mean, 
I mean, even I didn't, I wasn't alive, you know, when people were fighting for Roe v. Wade, but, uh, you know, we as a society, we as a collective, um, we as humanity, we as progressives have, have worked so hard for this and it's just really hard. It's really, really hard to watch, um, things happen that make you feel like all of it might've been for naught. Yeah. And I also want to say like, you know, during this time, not every coping skill is going to be the the fucking best, the healthiest, like whatever, right? Sometimes do you need to watch Avatar The Last Airbender for eight hours? Yeah, okay. Oh, I support that. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do need to do that and you need to take a mental health day or you need to like, whatever, not do some work if you can, if you can, but like do what you need to do because I think right now is an exceptional uh, not in a good way exceptional, but an exceptional, like, just wow, like, I don't have, uh, like, it, it's just so much. It's an, an exceptional, exceptional time. <laughs> yeah, that too is an exceptional, exceptional downer, downer like, of a time. Yeah, it's an exceptional time for, you know, I'll say a lot of those in our age bracket. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I've talked to older people, um, specifically when I was working in a rehab, um, and it was very, it, it was, it was kind of, fantastic to have those different perspectives but as you would call them here in philly a lot of the old heads in the facility were just kind of like yeah we've been through this mm-hmm. um i don't want to <laughs> like uh it's that's basically it was like that's really patting, heartbreaking yeah patting me on the head being like yeah this is uh we've been through this and You'll get over it. God damn it. You'll get past. You'll get past it. Um, and I think there's a reality to that of, you know, racism has been the same for a long time. And I think after a while, you fucking have no choice but to lose hope. And I think that it is part of my job, my responsibility to continue to fight when others deserve a break yeah it's um it's interesting you know we're in we're in COVID I mean we barely even touched on COVID I feel like with everything else going on (laughs) but my I got a new COVID mask um I don't know if you know this but people who listen to No Avatars Allowed and people who know me know this that Mm -hmm. probably my biggest passion in this world is Buffy the Vampire Slayer okay yeah um and I I just got a new face mask um a Buffy the Vampire Slayer face mask yes I know um and uh I got the choice so the woman who sent it to me on Etsy uh sent me a bunch of different pattern options so I could choose like what quotes or you know what things were to appear cute and um the one that I chose is from season three an episode called Doppelgangland it's about doppelgangers doppelgangland doppelgangland (laughs) um no, no, it's not. It's from The Wish, actually, in season three. Never mind. I lied. They're both similar because they both take you into this, like, alternate. Never mind. Okay. Um, but the quote <laughs> the quote on the mask is from Giles, who is um, the watcher of, of Buffy. And um, it's an alternate reality episode, right? So Buffy from an awful alternate reality. Uh comes no that's not what it is i'm getting myself very confused shame on me um 
So an alternate reality is created and Buffy from the alternate reality is like really negative and very hopeless, right? Um, But Giles, her watcher, is always fighting for change. And in this reality, they don't know each other. She actually comes into the town from where she is based elsewhere. And he says to her, I have to believe in a better world. Mm -hmm. And she says something that's really negative in response, but I'm not going to say it because I just want to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Because at the end of the day, what, what other choice do we have but to keep going? Mm-hmm. You know, and we have to keep fighting and we have to keep believing that better is out there. Yeah. Um, and so that's what pushes me. That's another yeah. coping mechanism. Is right. right. Sometimes you have to tell yourself a thing even if you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Because it's the only choice. Like, we'll go crazy right. if we don't hope. Yeah. So, um. Well, do you have any other last thoughts before we skedaddle? Sorry, guys. I mean, at, le- at least our last episode, our last couple episodes, uh, were a little later. So yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, that's good. We did. Yeah. So for- I guess end of relationships isn't so much, but uh, sex and food. Hey, there yeah. you go. Go back and listen to that one. <laughs> go listen to um, that one again. Have a couple laughs. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get back to funny eventually. Um, yeah. I think that our next few episodes, depending on how it goes could be interesting um yeah you know but we'll you know just know you guys you're not alone and we're here we would love it if you would email us and let us know some of your coping mechanisms yeah um and also just like let us know how you're doing because uh whether we know you or not we do care about you um and we're wishing you all the best and we're in this together so yeah oh rachel didn't you have listener mail Oh, yeah. I guess we'll end on a light note, I guess. Yeah, uh, that might be good. I I got – so I got a ton of feedback about our food and sex episode. Speaking of, um, somebody was like, how did you forget to mention whipped cream or peanut butter? Oh, my God. As something that people do. And that's so yeah. true. Like, how did that not come up? Totally forgot. I people do whipped cream all the time. Right. <laughs> Um, another person, uh, one of my friends texted me like this, this person is very good at listening to episodes right away, um, and Mm -hmm. texts me as they listen. Uh, but they said that oysters are totally an aphrodisiac (laughs) because if, um, somebody that they went out with took them to an oyster bar and they were particular, if they were like into the person, like if they weren't into the person, then maybe it wouldn't make a difference, but if they were uh, into the person and they went out to an oyster bar together and had oysters, that it would just be like a very erotic experience. <laughs> and I was like, hey, oh, and they also said that they have had that jalapeno experience. So, Oh, God. <laughs> what a nightmare. But yeah, you know, so, I have to take your word for it. I'm not a big oyster person. I They taste like jizz and the ocean <laughs> and salt water and just a mix of all of those weird things yeah um so uh i'm just assuming i have no idea what jizz tastes like i don't know what you're talking about what um uh yeah so uh that's just an assumption on my part because i have no idea 
Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Thanks um, for for giving that feedback. I, I love it when I get texts or emails from people who have listened yeah. and they kind of like divulge little little tidbits to me. It's really fun. So uh, feel free to email us at winedine at allportsopen.com. Um, we're trying to get some social media presence stuff up. Um, yeah. Having some tough technical difficulties with that at the moment, but we'll get yep. there. <laughs> and you can start following us on those. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for listening. And like, please, please, please take care of yourselves. Um, yeah. Anything on your end? That's it for me. All right. Well, then, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, for Rachel Dalton and Anna Lovelace, this has been Wine, Dine, and 69. And let's keep talking. Thank you.